Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be getting into small talk mastery. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, um, if you want to check out more about the show, make sure you go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com, shrinkfortheshyguy.com. You can get show notes, you can get information about the interview, you can get a transcript. You can also check out ways to go deeper. You can get my ebook there, Five Steps to Unleash Your Inner Confidence, which will help you, as the title suggests, unleash your inner confidence. So go there for more. And I'm super excited because small talk as you'll hear in the interview that I, that I do today with Dan, I think is a superpower. Now, most people, and you might be in this camp, kind of recoil at the idea of small talk. You're like, Ugh, small talk, it sounds terrible. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I just want to skip over it. And I get it. You know, I used to hate it too. And I used to be pretty bad at it. That's probably one of the reasons why I didn't like it. But when you learn how to master it or at least get okay at it, so many things change. So much of our social anxiety and our discomfort of meeting people and talking to people we don't know that well is not that, uh, you know, this is not a good fit or this person's going to hate me or I'm no good. It's none of that stuff. We're just, it's a little uncomfortable because we don't know where to connect or how to do it. And we're terrified of that awkward silence or we're terrified of looking like we don't know what we're doing. So when you can learn just some of the basics about small talk, then doors open up like crazy. Doors open up in your social life, you can meet friends and friends of friends at a dinner party, in your business and work and career. I mean, you know, before a meeting, what is everyone doing? Small talk. When you chat with someone in the hall, small talk. When you chat with your boss or a supervisor or a colleague or a potential client, you often will start with small talk. So the more smooth and comfortable you can be with that and the more comfortable you can make them, the more doors open up in your career. And of course, I mean, it goes without saying that in dating and relationships, when you want to first connect with someone, and you want to first start having a conversation, being able to do that small talk is essential to make it go smoothly so you can get into a deeper conversation. And no one is more skilled that I know of, of, of helping teach people how to take small talk and make it f- meaningful, be able to create connections. And so I'm super excited to have Dan in, in an interview today. So without further ado, let's get into our expert interview. Expert interview. My guest expert today is Dan Chang. Dan has spent the last nine years studying social skills, and his passion is empowering shy people to be able to talk to anyone and make new friends. He's the founder of thefriendformula.com, which is a site that teaches simple, practical, and proven techniques to help shy people make connections everywhere they go. And right now, he's focused all of his attention on teaching small talk mastery. Since most shy people avoid small talk, he helps them uncover the power of being able to use small talk and then create meaningful conversations with it. So I'm super excited. I've got a chance to meet Dan recently over the last couple months, and I think he knows a ton about this topic, which is extremely valuable. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dan. No problem. It's great to be here, Aziz. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so... Small talk. This is, I think, this yes. is going to be a really powerful interview because um, 
I'm sure most people listening, and I know I was there for many years, just the words small talk create this kind of cringy, you know, it's like you're saying root canal. Maybe not that bad, but you yeah. know, like, <laughs> ugh. So I'm so, I'm, this is going to be so great because I know you have not only the skills that you teach people how to do it, but also how to see it differently. So it stops being so um, unpleasant and actually can become something that you, you really can use in your life. But before we dive into the, the technical side of it, I'm just really curious about your experience. You know, you've been studying it for nine years and maybe even longer. What, why, what, what brought you to want to learn how to master small talk? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so yeah, like you mentioned, definitely when people hear those words small talk, definitely very cringeworthy. And I think as you know, if you go on Google and you just Google small talk, it's probably one of the most divisive social skills topics ever, right? You know, you have some people that support it and love it, say that it's so important. And then on the other hand, there's a lot of people that say it's pointless and it's a waste of time. And I think most people probably... 80, 90% are on the ladder, right, where they feel like small talk is just a waste of time. And so I think there's a lot of misconceptions. And uh, for me, the reason I got into it and the reason that I was really interested was because, um, you know, I've been shy since I was a kid, um, as long as I can remember, just, you know, naturally quiet. And you know, it didn't really bother me that much. I thought it was, you know, I, I was fine being quiet and shy. Um, but then as I started working, which was about, you know, nine, 10 years ago when I started getting into this stuff, I realized, you know, as I looked around the room, I noticed that all of the managers, the executives, they were all really, really good at small talk. And, you know, it, that got me thinking and that's kind of what got the ball rolling and got me interested. Yeah. Interesting. So seeing how the people that were higher up or more successful seem to all have mastered this skill. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I thought, you know, there must be a reason for that. You know, it's, uh, you know, personally, I thought small talk was just, uh, you know, just meaningless conversation, didn't really do anything. I didn't really understand why people did it, but um, it seemed to be that it was an important skill for um, for a lot of people. And I, and I want to figure out why that was the case and how exactly they were doing it. Awesome. Well, I mean, success yeah. leaves clues. And so when we see people that are maybe more successful or where we want to be, it's always great to, to study and model. And in fact, I think there's one thing that we need to I need to ask you right now before we even begin this discussion about small talk, which is what exactly is small talk? Is it just the first few moments of conversation that you have with someone you don't know or or what 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 is it? Yeah, great question. We should definitely get everyone on the same page here and just define what it is. So if you do a Google uh, you know definition of small talk, and you look at, you know, for example, Wikipedia or Urban Dictionary, you'll find definitions that say things like, you know, they're conversations about nothing with acquaintances <laughs> that you don't really care about. Um, they're, uh, you know, useless, unnecessary conversations to fill those awkward silences. That's probably the most popular definition. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with those definitions, but um, for our purposes, let's say we're going to say small talk is those first few minutes of an interaction with somebody where you don't really know them too well and you're kind of easing into a conversation with light topics. Great. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I like how your definition, I mean, some of those other definitions are obviously pretty um, skewed and <laughs> and their the, the, disdain for small talk was just oozing through when they wrote yeah. them. So uh, that's great. I like yours is, is a lot more um, neutral in a way. And so given that, that it's those, that, that, 
initial interaction. Let's start where probably you said 80, 90% of people are, and probably most people listening are, which is, ugh. so what, let's see here, there's, there's two different directions. One is, mm-hmm. why do you think, let's start with that. Why is it so unpleasant? Why do most people dislike it? Why is it considered, you know, uncomfortable, especially if it's kind of like the first sort of interaction we're going to have with someone is probably going to be filled with it. Why do, why do you think people dislike it so much? Yeah, a great question. I think probably the biggest thing that's causing dislike for small talk is kind of the way people define it in their own minds, right? And so um, when I look at when I talk to people and I look at what they're struggling with when it comes to small talk, there's really two big things. There's one, first of all, they don't really see the point of it, right? Which goes back to their the definition of small talk. They don't really see what why they should even engage in it, right? Like, what, what am I going to get out of this? And then secondly, um, people struggle because they want to do it. You know, they want to talk to people, go up to strangers and make conversation, but their mind goes blank and they don't know what to say. So those are kind of like the two big things that I've seen. We're going to pause for one quick moment here, and then we're going to get back into our interview with small talk master Dan Chang. What are people saying about Dr. Aziz's program, The Confidence Code? Here's what Ernesto Garcia from Los Angeles, California recently emailed in. The Confidence Code is an amazing program. There is nothing out there with this much value. Everything is covered inside the walls of self-esteem and confidence. I have not yet finished the program and I can see my results. I am way more confident than I was before I started the program. Right off the bat, I knew how great this was after starting the first video. I highly recommend this to anybody. Schedule the videos, take notes, be consistent, and take action. You will see results if you apply these lessons to your day-to-day life. This has and is changing my life for the better. It's something I can always come back to and gain more results from. To radically boost your self-esteem, master your social skills, and skyrocket your confidence, go to yourconfidencecodenow.com. Right. So they the one is that it's it's perceived as pointless or meaningless, which then makes it, you know, annoying to do. Or what I'm hearing in the second one, which I think I've seen a lot, is that people just aren't very good at it. And and so then, you know, if we are not good at something and yet we feel like it's important or it keeps coming up all the time, we tend to start disliking it. So that's um, going to be super valuable for people to learn how to be be better at it. So let's start, though, with that let's let's help people get to see the value of it. So what is the purpose of it? Why is it meaningful or valuable? Why is it not just a waste of time? Tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the way I explain it to people is that, you know, conversations aren't always about information, right? We tend to think that they are, that it's, you know, a conversation is about me giving you information, you understanding that information, saying something back with more information, right? And we think that's kind of how a conversation goes, but it's not really in most cases, right? Like if you think about the last awesome conversation that you had, a lot of the times it's not even like the topic or the interesting information that you learned. It's it's more about like the vibe and things that you felt during that conversation, right? So, um, you know, most of the time we forget about the information, right? So 
the thing I tell people about small talk is that it's about bonding and not information, right? And, um, you know, bonding is a huge, like, a huge ritual that, you know, the, the way that, the, the analogy that I use is that it's butt sniffing for humans, <laughs> right? So, um, uh, you know, and, you know, if you ever see dogs, right, they're, they're always sniffing each other's butts. And you might not, I mean, you might have, like, not really even thought about why they do that, but um, I did some research, and it's really, really interesting, like, how just by smelling another dog's butt, they can actually figure out, you know, what they had for their last meal, how their emotions are in the moment, what gender they are, all this crazy information, right? And it's just this ritual that they go through to understand the other dog and see if, you know, can I, am I compatible with them? Do they want to hang out and play? So for humans, right, we use small talk in the same way that dogs are sniffing each other's butts, right? We're like, hey, is this guy, is he, does he want to like chill? Does he want to like hang out or is he, is he pissed off? Should I leave him alone? So we use small talk to gather that kind of information for bonding, right? So it's not so much the words that you use, but it's more about the ritual of it. Yeah, that is that is fascinating. And, you know, in terms of um, warming me up to small talk, comparing it to yeah. smelling a dog's butt. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it. Might it. not be I, the best analogy. Okay? <laughs> no, but it, it is fascinating because it, it makes a lot of sense. And it is a sort of feeling out of the other person. And, and you know, an initial beginning of connection. And, and you're right, but we're not... We're not going up to them and saying, how open on a scale of one to 10 are you to talking with me? How angry are you from one to 10? Uh, you know, exactly. Uh, are, are you interested in the same topics as I am? I mean, I guess you could in some really direct way ask those things. But for the most part, we, we assess that by being in the presence of the person and just talking back and forth about something smaller or less direct. And then, right. and yeah, you know, like the dog that, that picks up the... The, the emotions of the other animal, we do the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, uh, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, I remember back in college, I was, uh, you know, in a phase where I was just very, very caring about other people, right? I, I genuinely wanted to know how they were doing. So I would go up to people and ask them, like, super intense questions, like, hey, how's, how's everything going? You doing well, emotionally, like any struggles, right? And like, it would... And I remember the reactions I would get. They were just people were just really, really turned off, and they would immediately put up <laughs> barriers. Like, dude, what is this guy? What is he doing? Right? Get get out of my space, right? And um, that's probably like when I realized the importance of easing into things and taking up one step, and then the next step instead of trying to rush all the way to the end. Yeah, that is a super valuable thing because I've heard this a ton. You know, I hate small talk, and and also there's this sort of like it's pointless and what we, we we should be talking about something more significant which is actually kind of funny because if you look at people that are friends um that are just totally relaxed around each other they might be or you know someone with their girlfriend or their boyfriend or their husband or their wife they might be always talking about very serious deep significant meaningful things mm -hmm. but probably not they're just yeah. enjoying each other's company there's just some banter there's just some like hey how are those waffles oh they're great you know and and yet, so so this like disdain of it, I don't think is really about that. They that we really just want deep, meaningful conversations. I think it's um, it's just not liking that discomfort of feeling like we're not good at it, feeling like we should be better at it, 
um, and and ultimately then you know wanting to av- to avoid it. So I think this is super valuable what you're, yeah, what you're you talking know, about. You know that's so that's so true what you, what you said. You know I think people when they're in that situation where they don't know someone they it's really uncomfortable right when you don't know what to do and it's just like the same thing over and over right where you're just like hey man it's a nice day today huh yeah real nice all right see you later right and and that's it so that people don't like it because they don't really understand what to do next how to progress how to deepen that conversation so um yeah yes so let's help people uh because you know you and i both know that what you can do is you can um, start with the small talk and then if you know if the butt sniffing checks out then you know then you can have a great conversation about stuff that's really interesting to you but you kind of need to in a lot of situations need to start with that small talk so it's super valuable so let's talk about okay how do we get better at this so uh, I know you teach, you kind of break it down in a really simple, powerful way that's very digestible and people can use it right away. So tell me more about, and I think you have three steps in it. What, what, how, what is the initial thing? How do we, what do we say? How do we start that small talk? We're going to take one more quick break right now, and then we're going to continue with our interview with confidence expert Dan Chang. Does working with Dr. Raziz actually work? Can you really break free from social anxiety and live a life of confidence, success and happiness? Here is what one client had to say about his experience. If someone's thinking to come to a weekend intensive with Dr. Aziz, I would say, go do it. Go do it. I know he's in Portland, you're probably somewhere in the East Coast or Hawaii, who knows. But I'm telling you, it is worth it. Personally, for myself, I was really skeptical about coming here. Um, you know, flew from uh, Los Angeles, investing all my time, money. I don't know if it's gonna work. There's parties back home waiting for me. You know, friends wanting to hang out with me this weekend. But now that I'm here, now that I'm almost done with this weekend intensive training, I said, well, you know, I'm not. It's Sunday now, and I'm not the same person as I was when I was Friday. I have like this whole settled mentality. I just feel like. I am unstoppable. I can do anything. Uh, the world's mine. It's really, uh, it's awesome. To get started on your journey towards lifelong confidence with Dr. Aziz, simply go to socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So the key thing you want to do during small talk in order to build that connection and to deepen it is uh, the first thing you want to do is to move past cliches and facts. So the way that I'd explain it is that every conversation, you know, as it progresses, usually has four phases, right? There's first cliches, second facts, third opinions, and then fourth feelings, right? So cliches are things like, oh, you know, nice weather. And then facts are things like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? And then opinions are things like, um, man, I hate, baloney or i'm sorry i'm terrible with like examples and analogies <laughs> like just forgive me um and uh, it's okay and, you could say donald <laughs> trump on the show it's fine no, i'm just kidding i who knows maybe you love donald trump but anyway exactly an opinion about right. some something in the world or some yep right exactly yeah, and the way a simple way to think about opinions are just i like or i don't like right that's that's probably the most basic way mm-hmm. to think about it and then the fourth phase is feelings right I, I'm excited, I'm happy, sad, right? 
Um, so the first step is to move beyond cliches and facts into opinions and feelings and trying to uncover those and you know as you ask someone questions and you're really curious about them um, you know I think probably a big mistake that most people make when they're starting a conversation is they focus a lot on themselves right they really put a lot of pressure on themselves to say something really clever or interesting and I think this is why a lot of people blank out where they're like all right okay and they go through this whole you know like rolodex of things to say and then each one they just like block it and filter it out and then in the end um, they either don't say anything or like the person's gone already and you're still trying to think of something to say right so um, I think with that first step you know it's important to not focus so much on yourself and how interesting you are but to focus on the other person be be um, really curious about them and then uncover those opinions and feelings mm, great and so what you're saying though is if step if the first stage or the first element of the conversation first step is cliches the next one is facts and then you, so you're saying you want to get to the deeper stuff opinions and feelings but would you start with just a few cliches or factual questions yeah yeah absolutely so um you know and you know these three steps that we're going through um are really how to connect with someone through small talk and it's just like the very core right so um, definitely, yeah, you're right. There are you know, things that come before, right? So we do want to start with cliches and then move on and progress because this is how you're going to make someone comfortable and make it feel natural, right? Instead, yeah. of, instead of like jumping too quick like we talked about. Yes, I love that you said that, yeah. Dan, because that is so important. I, I can just, I'm thinking of all the people that I've worked with over the years who are kind of like, I hate that stuff. I don't want to do it. And, yeah. and, and that's fine. I always say that. It's like, that's okay. Like, I'm not going to force you and, and you know, you, no one's going to make you. But here's the thing. If you are against it, you're also probably pretty uncomfortable with it. And mm. if you're uncomfortable with it, like, you're going to really limit your ability to connect with people because guess what? You know, whatever, 80, 90, whatever, a big percentage <laughs> of people, even if they don't consider themselves shy, are generally uncomfortable uh, with small talk, meeting new people. I mean, maybe they're not totally freaked out, but they're not at ease. And that's why people drink when they do it. That's why um, they prefer to be introduced, all that stuff. So if you decide to say, hey, I want to get good enough. at I don't have to be a, the best in the world, but if I just get good enough at this, then I can actually, if I can play that initial stage, the cliche, the fact question just a little bit, then you can really put people at ease and then you can get to that stuff that you're talking about very quickly and really enjoy yourself in the deeper stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, most shy people I, I found are really, really good at that one-on-one -on -one deep, meaningful conversation. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, once they get to that stage, they're, they, they're fine and they feel comfortable. So, you know, to, to be able to take this first step, which is really, really just a small part of your interaction, right? Just a few minutes and learning how to master that can get the ball rolling and get you to that phase where you're more comfortable. Yeah, I love it. I was just at a little dinner party gathering. It was a guy who gathered together a bunch of entrepreneurs in, in the city of Portland here. Oh, and nice. I, other than him, the organizer, and it turned out there was one other guy I knew there, there was about 10 people there and I didn't know the other eight people at all. And that you come into the room, I was kind of a few minutes late, so everyone was already there. And there's like some hors d'oeuvres before the dinner and everyone's just chatting. 
and he comes in and greets me and he says, hey, welcome. And, you know, so we're going to sit down at the dinner and I'm going to do a little game where I introduce people and their, and their businesses and what they do. So for this first part, I'm going to ask you to not talk about the work that you do. So, so no one knows. So then we can mm. kind of play this fun game to introduce each other. So, you know, just go connect with people and can't talk about work. And it's funny because in the past, you know, flashback of X number of years, I probably wouldn't have even gone to the dinner. Uh, and if I mm. did go, I would have been really nervous beforehand. And in that moment, I would have been like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and instead... Yeah. I guess I just have this trust of like, oh, this is going to be, I, I'm, this is easy um, because I am very good at small talk. And, and so it's, this, it's like a superpower. You become, it helps with like anxiety and fear because so much of the fear, you're right. When, when we connect with that person and we're having a great conversation, usually the fear disappears. It's just that beginning. Yeah. Um, so when we can do that, and I remember there was, there was a woman there and out there, a couple of people were chatting and then they moved away and it was just me and her standing there. And there's just kind of that moment where you're like, uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah. you know, people are trying to grasp for something great to say or witty. And, and here she is. I don't know anything about her. I, all I know is her name and there's nothing obvious that she's wearing or has on her that I could ask about. It's just total kind of neutral. And so I said, so what part of town do you live in? Uh-oh. Like the most uh, <laughs> yep. cliched, you know, thing. Yeah. But it was like uh, kind of smooth and seamless. So it took off the uh, that kind of what do we say? Because she obviously didn't know what to say either. And then she started telling me. And then she asked me. And then we started talking about her house. And, and it was like factual then. But then if you listen, you can start to find the deeper stuff. And it all comes from that that initial, uh, you know, cliche or factual question. So I think those are extremely important and they really do get to that deeper stuff. That brings us to the end of the time we have today for the interview, but there is so much more good stuff. We broke it up into the next episode because I want to be able to get to, to all of that stuff. I didn't want to cut anything out. In next week's episode, we're going to get into some really powerful stuff. I'll tell you about it in a second. But before we do, we can't leave without your action step. Time for action. Your action step for today is to apply one thing that you learned from Dan in this interview. So maybe it's step one. Maybe it's being able to come up with some basic cliched or factual questions. Because as we talked about, those are important. Maybe it's just practicing those or trying those out or starting with those and then seeing, you know, can I lead into opinions can I find out their opinions? Can I ask them about their opinions? Can I ask them about their feelings? So that's an important thing. So try out the stuff from step one, or maybe try out some of the stuff from, from step two, affirming. You know, can you practice that? Can you bring your attention and your focus and your intention to go do that in your conversations? Because the more you focus on that, the more you intend to practice it, the more you will. And of course, the better you will get at it, like anything that we practice. So that's your action step for today, is to go do something. Don't just take it as intellectual information that you sit with, put it into action, put it into practice. That is how your small talk skills will transform into mastery and how your confidence in your life ultimately transforms all comes from action. So do that this week and then stay tuned next week. We're going to dive right back into the remainder of the interview with Dan, where we get into some great stuff. We get into the third step and I'm not going to reveal what it is, but it's 
the most important thing. It's one of the reasons why most people, if you ever felt this way, you feel drained after conversations. You don't enjoy them. They're kind of tough or hard. The main reason, I think, is you're not doing the third step that Dan teaches. So you're going to definitely want to listen to that. And we also talk about witty banter and humor and how to use it. He teaches a super valuable ninja technique uh, about how to make everyone laugh in a way that feels pretty low risk and safe for you. So you're not really putting yourself out there. And we play a fun little game where we actually demonstrate some small talk. And it's not just talking about it, but we actually do it. So you get to see it in action and watch Dan work because he is a master. So stay tuned for all of that next week. Until we speak then, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.